1: We're
0: gonna have a great time in the presence of the Lord. Yes today. It gets better. As you go on serving God, you realize that uh, it gets better. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so excited to meet together in one accord and just share your word. We ask, O oh Lord, that uh, even as we begin to look into your word, Lady, transform us and turn us into better people for the betterment of your kingdom and for your pleasure. <coughs> Because all of us, we are created for your pleasure. Your word tells us. Open our hearts. We open our minds. Open our understanding. That we may receive your word with a practical purpose. And motive. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May this word begin to yield. Trees. And gardens. And forests as each ground will determine. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. At least if you can't grow a forest, grow a tree. <laughs> Something has to grow. All right, so we started, um, good to see everybody by the way. Good to see you too, good to see you. It's always good to meet here, um, you know, just to enjoy the presence of God together it's such a blessing. So we were looking at a subject which I was, uh, I was calling, we were calling partakers of my grace. Now, I was saying some people saying partakers of grace. It's not partakers of grace. It's partakers of my grace. Okay? It's very important for us to understand semantics can make a difference between one sentence and the other. And I began by taking you through the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 18, in which the disciples of the Pharisees and John were fasting, and they were wondering why Jesus' disciples were not fasting. If you are here, raise your hand. Let me see you. If your mind is here as well, okay. Wherever your mind is, we arrest it and we drag it here. And the church said, Yes, because you have to be here. Imagine sitting here and missing the point. <laughs> so you have to make sure that you are here. So the disciples of John, I remember telling you about how the disciples of John, uh, the Bible shows us that the disciples of John were fasting, you know, but they noticed that the Pharisees and their disciples and the disciples of John were fasting. So how come Jesus' disciples were not fasting? And so Jesus Christ told them. Um, basically what he was saying was they are not John the Baptist disciples. So why do you want me to be like John? I'm not John. Because he said, when I go there first, John is there. Maybe he's already gone. Who knows? So he was basically saying, I am not John the Baptist. In essence, that's what I want you to see. Jesus was essentially saying, I am not John the Baptist. Do I look like I eat wild honey and locusts? <laughs> so, John, Jesus was essentially saying, I am not John. And there's a reason why I'm telling you this. Oh, that sounds good. I like that sound. <laughs> All right. And then I went on to, we went on to look at the story of Elisha and Elijah. You remember the story, the amazing story. Yeah. Um, but then I want you to see something very interesting because at this point, I want us to begin uh, distinguishing houses. Let me put it that way. Houses have different rules. <coughs> Although... They were both married off by civic center. They were given the same certificate, but they lived differently. Houses have different. Now, I want you to look at since the Bible is telling us that Elisha got a double portion of the spirit of Elijah, right? So what kind of spirit was Elijah? This is what I want us to look at. And to that effect, I want us to look at the book of... I want to look at 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 9. So this is a time when the king was looking for Elijah and he wanted him over, but Elijah didn't have trust issues. Elijah was like, these guys, do they want to kill me? So... I'll kill them first. (laughs) You see that? And this is what he did. The Bible says, Then the king sent to him a captain of 50 with his 50 men. So he went up to him, and there he was, sitting on the top of a hill. And he spoke to him, Man of God, the king has said, come down. So Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, so, you're even saying, so you know I'm a man of God. Okay, if I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. And fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Then he sent to him another captain of 50 with his 50 men. And he answered and said to the man of God, that, that has said the king, come down quickly. So Elijah answered and said to them, if I am a man of God, Let fire come down from heaven and consume even you. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and all the 50 men. Let's go. Again, he sent a third captain of 50 with his 50 men. This king also had issues. eh? And the third captain of the 50 went up and came and fell on his feet. Ah, uh, man of God, please let my life and the life of these 57 of yours be precious in your sight. This one just decided to beg. Sometimes you just need to beg. Like Apostle Fred was saying, not every friendship is one that you easily let go of. For some, you have to make them work. It's not every relationship you say, I don't care. Sometimes you need to say, no, babe, it was my fault. (laughs) Because the babe may leave. So you may want to stop being proud sometimes and just say, sorry. All the men say, sorry. Sorry. Have you had had the struggle? (laughs) The ladies do this easily. Is it true? Ladies say sorry. Sorry. Is that how it is normally? Men. Men. I think there's division in the church. Let's let's sort this thing out. Okay, we will revisit this part. Meanwhile, let's talk about fire. <laughs> Fire has burned 50 people now. Now it's 100. So he was begging, "Ah, you let's just go. Please, don't kill me. Me, I believe you're a man of God, but I'm not going to experiment with you. (laughs) So this is a kind of spirit that Elijah had. Okay, are you following? Yes, sir. This is a kind of spirit and grace or power that was on Elijah. So this is a kind of spirit that Elisha, was inheriting, now he was inheriting a double of those kinds of manifestations, and theologians have calculated that Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah. I want us to see maybe one or two things that Elisha did, just so that we can see that the same spirit which was on Elijah was also on him. So let's go to the book of um, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23. Maybe you can give it to me from the NLT. Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking him and making fun of him. Go away, you bald head, they chanted. Go away, you bald head. Elisha turned around and looked at them. Now, he was not. Him, he did. I don't think he expected this to happen because he didn't know the thing that rested on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Bible says, men shall give an account for every careless word which comes out of their mouth. There are people who just said things out of anger because some youths are mocking him, so he said, Ah, when I why? You see where you go with this. He he probably said something simple, but he cursed them. And then the Bible says, then two, actually the the, the, the rendering there is two she-bears came out of the woods and mowed, chewed them, destroyed them. Forty-two of them. If I am sure, even he was in shock. Because I don't, I don't think he knew the thing that, you see, before he believed in the mantle. Where is the God of my father? So now he didn't know that the anointing is not in the mantle. It's in him. So now he began to notice that he had to train the fact that the thing is now in him. But he didn't know until he accidentally tried by cursing some few youths. <laughs> and when he did, the Bible says, to, to. What empowered two bears to deal with 42, not old people, youths? There was something working in them. The spirit of judgment. That thing which was on Elijah, the original killing anointing. (laughs) Another person that it rested on was Jehu. You read about him. Okay? Because Elijah was told go and anoint some people in your stead since you want to go. And Jehu was anointed to kill. He's the one, Jehu is the one who killed Jezebel. Him, he would just come, kill, 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 kill. And even the one who was sent to go and anoint Jehu was told, the moment you drop the o on him, run.
1: <laughs>
0: Imagine. That's why there are some people who... The, by the time we are putting the oil on you, money will come out. Ah, uh, you, you didn't catch the revelation. <laughs> we'll be saying, we'll be saying, we decree and declare, money is coming. Then suddenly you say, God dust. As a sign. As we anoint you for your portion, immediately there will be a sign. We need, I need to warn myself and my account. that, that Now me, I will not run away. <laughs> i'll be i'll be with you to the very end <laughs> praise the lord okay sit down let's let's look at this thing wow what an anointing the same spirit of judgment which was on Eli- so when they said the spirit of elijah now rests on elijah that's what they mean It didn't say that that spirit is resting in the mantle. It's on him. This is why we need to be careful because the anointing can be on clothes. It can be in water. But it is on a person because sometimes the problem is if we are anointing bottles, once that bottle runs out, the anointing has run out of your life. So it's better for the anointing to be in your hands, in your heart, and on your voice rather than in a bottle. So sometimes we do that. I can give you a cloth after I've used it. There's a a grace that is resting on it. So you take it, and when you go, it will work. But those things can even wear off. But once it resides in you, so you should always look forward to the anointing residing in you, not just on your clothes. So what happens is now when the anointing begins to reside in you, even your clothes get affected. And you see, the anointing is for every believer. That grace, the power of God, the rub of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. It's not just for great men of God or deacons. No, 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 no. If you sleep in the same room with a Satanist, they have an environment. And if your environment is weaker, it will affect you theirs. But guess what? That's an error. Your environment must be so, there should be lightning, thunders, knives of the Lord, swords, everything should be there. They can't share the same bed with you. There's just something about you. Like one person was telling me, I'll call I'll this story so much. One person was telling me, you need to go back to a certain church. Because that church you go to, what's that church? Pof, yes, ah, ah, m'pash So they wanted them to have a meeting so that they can leave the ministry. Because the spirits have protested. They don't like this ministry. But what the spirits don't know is that we don't like them too. <laughs> the, the feeling is, uh, you know... But sometimes it's a good thing, you know? If everybody likes you, ah, my sister, everyone is, ah. Some people should say, ah, you post a lot, you think you're holier than all of us.
1: Yeah, 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 actually.
0: Every time it's God, 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 God. That's when you know it, ah, I'm doing something, hallelujah. I'm by no means saying, go out and look for enemies. <laughs> Praise God. So, the kind of grace that was in the house of Elijah was there to judge at every expense they had to show that God can judge. I want us to observe Luke chapter 9, verse 51. the bible reads Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face and as they went they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him but they did but they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem and when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just like Elijah did? They went with the scripture. They said, don't deny. This is in the Bible. Even Elijah did it. The one who appeared to you at the Mount of Transfiguration. We were there when he appeared. Eh? Or at least we heard the story. Who is that? James and John. These were there at the Mount of uh-huh. So they were like, remember that man who came when you were praying and you were glowing?" Jesus so, so was like, "Yes, See what he did." Jesus so, so was like, "Yes." Uh, we were thinking... that capena. <laughs> Tinga. Okay, we can call fire. <laughs> and we can consume them. It's biblical now I want you to look at what Jesus said. But he turned. He didn't say, hmm, "Ah well, let's not do that." Hmm. <laughs> the Bible says, "Let your ears be, yes be, and your no be." No. Don't be like many Zambian ladies. They are not. They like a guy. They're saying, "Even you, no." <laughs> <laughs> The Bible says, but he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know of what manner of spirit you are of. Now, it was the Holy Spirit who was on Elijah. It was also the same Holy Spirit who was on Jesus. But even in the Holy Spirit, there are dimensions of a spirit to whom you belong. Let me put it this way. And this is, this. you need to understand this. Huh? You need to understand this. There's a reason why we are called the body of Christ. Some people belong to the ear of the body. Some people belong to the mouth. Some people belong to the eye. Some people belong to the foot. So, let me give you an example. You come into this church and you want me to prophesy, to tell you where you came from the clothes that you wore and what happened in 1921 that is responsible for what's happening today and please don't get me wrong i desire that grace who doesn't desire that grace who doesn't want to be forensic (laughs) i mean i wouldn't mind do you not get my do you get my point i can be catching you or maybe okay lord no i will not be catching them Grant me thee, thou, the grace. <laughs> okay? It, and it's okay. I, I like it. Me, I don't, I don't say it's a lie. I've seen people call out names, call out numbers. Your number is on. I'm like, Kai <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard someone, Professor, and you are like, what am I doing with my life? Do I know God? There are also people who walk in such a dimension of the miraculous that you'll be like, how? I have a friend, Apostle Fred. Sometimes, sometimes what used to happen is for me to do what he would do, I would have to fast. He would come out from eating cassava. One leg is shorter than the other. <laughs> Sitting in side. is the leg. <laughs> so we saved the same God. Have eh? you ever wondered, like, do we save the same God? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have a friend of mine, Prophet Elijah. Some of you have been there. When, when that man is flowing, Like, ah. you look at him, but you know what's encouraging is that he's a human being. You look at them; they are humans. That's like, (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I've seen, I've seen. My father is a deliverance. Means that man you saw here. One time, a witch wanted to get delivered, began to pray, and my father's name appeared in the sky and he came with chickens and a bag of sorghum (laughs) and my father accommodated him in our house i don't think my mother was very excited but got him delivered you when did someone last see your name in the clouds I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. We are in the same body. See, there's a dimension of prosperity I walk in. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there. <coughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! Lord. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> have, have, have you ever seen people who you know like they, they said of Kenneth Copeland in his life he has given 27 aeroplanes 27 not cars <laughs> not sword given wow. You, you've not yet given a 27 quacha, eh? (laughs) You are still... You are still... You are still receiving. (laughs) You are the blessed of the Lord. (laughs) Kaya zude agua. The Lord will have to come to our aid. Hallelujah. You see, this is why I say not all power is in heaven. Hmm? Okay. I'll get back to this point. I have seen people do deliverance, eh? but did you ever see T. B. Joshua? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> ah! Just out. <laughs> I have never seen a gift like that one, without comparison. I've never seen a gift like that one. The world was not worthy of that man. (laughs) And he used to stay in an apartment which had about maybe three bedrooms. And I don't intend to have a house with three bedrooms. (laughs) I want a big one. (laughs) But I'm just saying, imagine, imagine. I mean, we honor the grace, but <laughs> praise <laughs> the Lord. Sometimes you you, Im, you you desire people's graces without knowing uh, uh, th- their practices for those graces. You admire someone's harvest, you don't know their seed. That's why maybe some of us this year will reap by the grace of God, where we did so. There's a dimension of God he wants to help us with. Because when he looks at our seed, (laughs) there are two ways, there are two ways in which men prosper in this world. Okay? Or two ways by which people experience judgment. Let me me begin with prosperity. There's a principle, there's the, the law of principle and the law of mercy. There are a lot of times when, for example, we pray wrongly. We pray very wrongly. When you hear someone's prayer, it's carnal. Like someone was praying and they said, someone told them, stop using the name of Jesus, use the blood. Then they said, by the blood of Jesus. And then, boom, the miracle happened. If that was supposed to be the case, it changes the entirety of the Bible. Because the Bible says, whatever you ask for, in my My name." name. It says, the following signs shall follow them that believe in my name. And then it says, it is faith in the name of Jesus. So we get everything we get in prayer by using the name of Jesus. Now there's a place for the blood, I believe. There's a place for the blood. And when you read the Bible, it's clear what the blood has done for us. It's very clear. What did the blood do? What's the purpose of the blood when we read the Bible? The Bible says, and the blood of Christ does what? The blood, that blood was spilled as a propitiation for our sins. The purpose was, of the blood was to move us from darkness to light. As a sacrifice, he had to spill blood. And I know many, many great men say other things about the blood, but this is my revelation. Now, also, the Bible teaches clearly, the Bible teaches that we use the name of Jesus. But how come this one used the blood and it worked? Mercy. There's a principle called mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. A lot of times people don't get what they deserve because we we need the mercies of God. That's why the Bible says the mercies of God are new every Yes, we always need the mercies of God. What the Bible doesn't tell us is that the mercies of God are new in the evening. Because by the time you are reaching evening time of your life, you must have grown in principle. Meaning you need to know that if you want to prosper, you must equally give. And not just cry out, then boom, you have what you are looking for. At some time. Hmm. You know, shepherd will come and bite me and say, give me my food. Mercy, I'll give him. (laughs) But when he's 15, and then he comes to bite me, and he tells me, give me my food. Firstly, you are 15, you should be married. (laughs) Secondly, you should own your own house. My house, my (laughs) rules. At that point, it's no longer just, we're not having mercy on. You don't talk to me like that, I'm your father. Like one, like one young lady who came to me and she said, if God does not give me a job in the next two weeks, I'll go back to the world. And I was like, huh? I prayed, said, look, God gave her a job. She even testified. Now you, where you are here. If you say, um, <laughs> you are inspired by that story. They say, if the Lord doesn't give me a job, I'm going back to the world. You just go back to the world and go to hell. As you begin to mature, even the the kind of mercy that you are shown, the one that God begins to show you, He's not it's not out of I've not been tithing, but I've been so prosperous. There are other things. You didn't discern that an attack was coming. And God just sent his angel to arrest it. It's messy. You didn't know, you didn't pray about it. Even the messes you are experiencing now are different. But some things by principle you should know them. Are you listening to me? <laughs> So he rebukes them. He said, you do not know of what spirit you are. So the point I was making is this. You want me to prophesy like that. Because maybe that's where you came from. But maybe that's not the grace God has given me. I I would love to. But I fasted for... Somebody said, the way the anointing came, I fasted for 40 days. Guys... You can't, I can't tell you the number of 40 days prayer and fastings I've done. <laughs> I've prayed 40 days prayer and fasting. Never even saw a zero in the number, someone's number. Never saw a zero. <laughs> Not even a zero numbers begin by zero nine seven that's zero i'm waiting for it (laughs) hallelujah the point i make is this you need to understand of what spirit you are where you belong the disciples of John the Baptist, the, the, disciples, the disciples of John the Baptist were fasting. And the people came to ask, why isn't it that the disciples of Jesus are fasting like John the Baptist's disciples? Jesus told them they are of a different spirit. They don't have to be like those. We all belong to the same body of Christ, eh? But God uses us differently. Because, like I told you, some belong to the ear, some belong to the mouth. Mm. You need to know of what spirit you are the same holy spirit that was on jesus was also on elijah but that holy spirit the way he worked on elijah was to kill because the word elijah means god is jehovah that means that at all costs we must prove that god is god even if it means someone dying But Jesus means save. That's why he rebuked them. The word Jesus means salvation. means even if you step on me, I'll save you. Even if you chase me, I will still save you. That's Jesus. That's why he said, you don't belong to that lineage. You belong to this one. This one operates differently. This is why, even, even, even in ministries, you, you don't judge the greatness of a man of God or a woman of God by the manifestation of their gifts, but by the excellence of the prosecution of their assignment. You don't see anywhere where the John where John the Baptist started saying, uh, Yesterday I saw what you did. Or he even worked any miracle. But Jesus Christ in his testimony said he's the greatest of men who ever existed. Jesus said. Jesus said, of all the, the men and prophets who have ever been born, this one is the greatest. God had that testimony of John. What, what, what was it about John? When I read about John, apart from the powerful things he said, he, he didn't even go to heaven like Elijah. He was chopped. <laughs> so why is God... So the, look, the way, sometimes it's carnality. We don't see things in the eyes of men. Sometimes being a great man is not the manifestation of your gift, but the excellence of your, the execution of your assignment. The excellence of the, the execution of your assignment is what spells the greatness of a man in the eyes of God. You can check your neighbor's notes. <laughs> the excellence of the execution of a man's assignment is what spells his greatness before God. It is not the forcefulness of his gift, or how glamorous it is, how splendiferous it is. Those are not the things that spell the greatness of a man. But whatever God gave you, do it excellently. Make sure you do it. Because you could be manifesting a dimension of God that people in the flesh don't think is great, but it's a dimension of God. You you, you just do it. In heaven, you'll be surprised when they say, we are now going to call great leaders. So when they are calling great leaders, You'll be expecting your pastor to be there. Ah, Pastor Daniel. <laughs> and you see ushers.
1: <laughs>
0: Hosts. Then you'll be offended. You'll say, huh? I thought it was set up. <laughs> How excellently did you do an assignment in God's eyes? Whatever God called you to do. This is why a, a relationship with God is very personal. Somebody said it's very personal. Yes. Are you following me? Yes. Don't expect me to be like another man. If you feel like I'm not deep enough for you, you can deep. <laughs> you to be here? Is anyone forcing you? Nobody's forcing anyone. You're just people. Like, ah, the Lord is not moving here. You're welcome. Hallelujah. The Lord. And you know we don't stop people from leaving, eh? The the Bible says, and two of John the Baptist's disciples left and went to Jesus. He never stopped them. They went, they joined Jesus. They left, they joined Jesus. Meanwhile, Jesus also, they left him. <laughs> so this thing for people leaving churches, is <laughs> not new. Even Jesus was left. Read John 6. He had to ask some of the other disciples, if you knew you want to go. Then one of them, the Holy Spirit helped him and told him, I hey, say, where can we go? You have the words of, <clears throat> where can we go? <laughs> You have the words of life. Then you're, Thank you, guys. Jesus. (laughs) Felt nice. It's not nice to be left. (laughs) Hallelujah. Ah, But you're free to go anywhere you want to go. (laughs) Go well. But what I'm just saying is, you need to know what spirit you are. Where do you belong? You see, that's why I was telling you that one of the things you should look for any time that you join a ministry is are the words bringing me life because the disciples said where can we go because you have the words of life because it is those words which are going to bring you the miracle that you need but also beyond everything you need to grow spiritually as an individual if you come and i'm always telling you where to get your money where to get this maybe you may not grow spiritually and i believe in the gifts of god i believe in the flow of the power of god and you've seen it in this ministry but what I'm saying is you need to know what spirit you are. Don't force Jesus to be like Elijah. But also you need to know, if you are under Jesus, what are the graces available for me? This is now what I really wanted to say. If you are under the discipleship of Jesus, if you taken time to study the way that he moves, the way that he speaks the spirit that's operational on him, the grace that is working in him, because that is how God works. That's how God works. Was it Ezekiel or Isaiah who said, as for me and the sons God have given me are for signs and wonders to the Israelites. And we had that theme last time, I think it's it's Isaiah, where literally, God was telling us we are going to be a sign to many people in this generation. Yes. But not everyone was told, not every man of God was told you are going to be a sign. Some of them probably were told you are, you are going to be, you are going in the cave, your whole church, and you'll be praying there the whole year, no posting anything. Thank God for them, that's what they were told. So you can't come out of the cave and say, why can't we be like Pastor Daniel? Or you can't come to me and tell me, why don't, you, why don't we go to a mountain to pray? Maybe I don't believe in going to the mountain. Have you ever seen me saying I'm going to the mountain? Yeah. But have I ever spoken against mountains? Yeah. Which is the other wisdom you need to have. When you see, if you see, maybe a ministry is always using olive oil, olive oil, olive oil to pray for people every time. You, your pastor, doesn't. He is not deeper than those. You just focus on the fact that us, we use our hands. Hallelujah. The Lord. It's their business. Do you know what God told that man? You were not there in his bedroom. For me, what I believe is the mountain is a place of separation so that you can focus. So if you can put your, mouth, your phone away, If you can put away entertainment and food and be in the same house, you are at the mountain. But another man of God would say, you are lying. Hey, that's his conviction. Hallelujah. You need to know what spirit. Why don't we go to the mountain like Pastor Daniel? Like Pastor, I don't know, Pastor Shepard. <laughs> Maybe Pastor Shepard, they are always going to the mountain. Pastor Daniel, no mountain. It's just prayer, prayer meetings online, prayer meetings at church. Why don't you go to the mountain? Like maybe Apostle Fred. I don't know. Join him. So that you can go to the mountain. Because you know what will now begin to happen? This is, this is very important for order. You will, be the wrong, you will be the wrong plant in the right garden. It's not that lettuce is bad. But this is... A bed for cabbage. Wow. If we are always having first fruit Sunday in this ministry and another church doesn't have, it's their own thing. Or you say, why don't we stop having like that ministry? Here we have. This April we're having first fruit. First fruit means <laughs> first. First fruit means your whole salary. You bring it to the house of God. Yes. And you feel like, if you feel like, ah, no, the pastor will eat it. Okay, show me how to take it to heaven. (laughs) Then I'll take it and give it to God. No, everywhere where God demanded that you give to him. Do you know who ate? God came down slowly, slowly. I ain't gonna offering baskets in a venue. Then he's giving them. Where did you ever see that? (laughs) Read the Bible. The priests ate. So if for example you are offended that pastor will eat it, don't bring. <laughs> but that is how God designed for people to be blessed. No matter how much the world will hate it, that's how it works. And if you feel like it doesn't, it doesn't sit with you, simply just don't do it. Not begin to attack things that God has ordained. You get my point? So you need to know of what spirit you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> So as I was saying, even in every spirit, you people, do you believe what I'm telling you? <laughs> There's a look I'm receiving. The, the same way you feel nice when I'm teaching you about... Bama uh, love. Bama love. Even this.
1: <laughs>
0: even this, it's the same Lord who's giving me the same words. Yes, God. Okay, maybe i show you in scripture. Quickly, give me Ezekiel. Chapter forty-four. Let me just uh, not leave a loose end. Let me quickly tie it. Kumamba kuri mulungu pansipon sa lipo mulungu alikonsekonse John abuela. Ese kyo. Huh? let's go 44 verse 30 are you able to read yes. it says the best of all first fruits of any kind whether it's money whether it's of any kind because there are some people who preach at Oh, they used to bring glen. There, it says, of any kind. And every sacrifice of every kind from all your sacrifices shall be You shall also give to the priest the first of your ground meal. Did he say, you should take a ladder, climb to heaven. Bring me your first fruit. Then what did he say? To cause what? Do you people realize, I never wrote that? Has it ever occurred to you that this is the Bible? Do you realize this is God? Mm -hmm. So you bring it... But let me tell you something, you should be happy. You should be happy that you have an opportunity to do that. Because it means in this ministry, we give you an opportunity. To do the will of God to the fullest. I was telling someone, for example, that I'm fasting from my money this month. I'm also fasting from food. Some of you only know, And this is not even fast food. It's just a fast. You know what one thing that a fast does? One thing that a fast does is it takes away your desire for things. So it's not just desire for food that you need to kill. Some of you need to kill your desire for money you need to know that even without money, you are okay. So, all the money I'm receiving this January is going out. Huh? Whether my salary, whether anything I get from here, it's going out. I'm fasting. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you this as uh, my children, eh? I was supposed to say this in a private group, but let me... Maybe some of you, it can help you. Do you know one of the reasons why we always tithe? It is because it kills the desire to keep money in us. If every time you are about to let go of your tithe or your money, you are, you are feeling an offense, it means you and the money are not God's word. Instead of being one with God's word, you are one with your funds. katana ya ya so, what, one of the things that tithing does is that it separates you from the love of money. You can be saved, but you don't know. You can even be broke, but you love money. So, when you begin letting it go consistently, then there's a part of the flesh that dies. That's one of the reasons we, we give our tithes. So, the first fruit belongs to, he says so that he can do what? Uh-huh. This is how God blesses you, this. This is one way God blesses you. He makes the priest cause a blessing to rest in your house. So God has said, me, I will not be the one to bless you. I put the power in that guy. Ha! <laughs> To settle this in my heart, my face, because I'm telling you things I practice, eh? I tell you things I practice. There are some people, huh? There are some people. When I look at the amount you've spent on school, the money you've given to school is greater than the money you've ever given to God. Let me let me help you renew your mind. Do you know how much you have paid per year for your education? No, some of you are thinking this is weird, but let me, let, me, let me provoke you a little. And do you know how much you go out of your way to go and put that sacrifice before the accounts? <laughs> because you see what money does? Money represents your hard work. Money represents your value. The value that you put in the things that you've worked hard for. Sometimes you see your parents go out of their way to get a loan, some of you, so that you can get education. But have you ever gone out of your way to make sure that you put a sacrifice before God? There are some people, they've gone out of their way to pay the doctor. The amount of money some people have spent in paying the doctors. Have you read about the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says she paid the doctors and she was running out. Were they helping her? But Jesus, she didn't even need to pay him. And Jesus was never going to ask There are some things Jesus never taught us because he never forced people. Like, had that man not gone back to go and thank him, we wouldn't have known. He would have just healed them and it would have been recorded the ten were healed and they went. But one of them, thank God for that one. We would have not known that thanksgiving can bring wholeness, whilst faith sometimes can only bring healing. We would have not known. Jesus would have just moved. Then he said, when they turn, then he says, you've been made whole. Right there, we had the privilege to learn something. Have you ever read, Jesus would have, there are some things I'm sure he never told us. Simply because somebody never asked or somebody never acted. Have you ever read about that woman who brought perfume worth a year's wage? One year's wage. One year's wage. And and, you know, historical economics put a lot of value on that money. The woman broke that thing and began to throw it on the feet of Jesus. And Judas wanted to stop it. But Jesus said, don't stop her. He says, let's give this money to the poor. There are some people who think giving to the man of God is a waste because we would rather give to the poor. Yeah. But not everyone, I can tell you that there are some people who because they gave to the wrong person, they tapped into something. Before, all of you would like to go out and give. That's great, you're doing amazing things. But come, let us bless you first. Huh? You know one of the reasons I'm a little, a little. I'm not so much into the idea of people saying, I want to go out and give. Sometimes I'm against that idea. You know why? Let me tell you one. Go out and do it. But listen, some of you have never given one go into the house of God. And you want to go give the poor. You are doing one thing and neglecting some of the weightier things. And then you know there is someone who may need your 500 in church. They say charity begins where? In the street. But you don't want to look at those of the household of faith. The Bible says, as opportunity comes to us, let us do good to all men. Then it says, especially. So did you ever come to say, Pastor, I have this 500, but I feel like it can bless somebody who's in need in this church. I know them. Some of them are dressed very well. You will never know. You. You will never know. But you want to go out and give people you don't. You don't know what that person is carrying there. You just go, oh, you look, let me give. you. Uh, (laughs) Hallelujah. So come first. It's important. We bless you. Then you go out and then you do it. I advise people to do that. Of what spirit are you? Do you know of what spirit you are? That's the point I really make. It's a bit quiet in here. But what I'm teaching you is the word of God. Have you ever seen Second Chronicles chapter 20? Verse 20. It says, Believe God and you shall prosper. Then it says, Believe his prophets also and you shall be uh-uh. believe God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets also and you prosper. Oh me, I believe in God, not these papas who are mushrooming. Do you know what God said about them? And I've always told you, I'm a papa. papa. (laughs) I'm the papa in this ministry. It's just that today I didn't put on a a red suit. (laughs) And a shiny shoe. (laughs) Believe in the Lord your God and it shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. The same word believe in God is the same word believe in the prophets. Huh? Are you sure you can believe God you've not seen if you cannot believe your pastor? Hey. Believe God and you shall you do well, but believe in His prophets also. and you shall Let me show you something. Take me to Israel chapter six. Verse 14. Israel chapter 6, verse 14. Look at this. This 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 is very important. The Bible says, So the elders of the Jews continued to build and to prosper under the preaching of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah. Huh? Did you see that? It says how they built was by the preaching. Other versions say, I'm using the NIV. The NKJV says... So the elders of of the Jews built and they prospered through the prophesying. The word prophesying here is the same word preaching. Through the preaching and the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. And they built and they finished it. Do you know that your building, your house is in the preaching? The Bible says they prospered. It doesn't say they went to the mountain. That's beautiful. But they listened to a man it will be said of you he listened she listened to a man and prospered in her business prospered in her academics huh you see what I told you when I said not all power is in heaven because some powers has been put in people so you go to heaven and said Lord prosper me say ah you remember that guy who said send someone from the dead to go and preach then he said no are, there's Moses already there's no more power here. We put it in Moses and the other prophets. If they don't listen to... Have you ever seen that scripture? It means the power was not in paradise. There was someone on earth with the power. Let me show you. It's, a, the, it's in, in Luke chapter 16. I want, I'm, I'll be concluding. Sit down. Luke chapter 16. Look at how they prospered. They managed to build. They managed to build. They managed to build because someone was preaching to them. And you think preaching is just one of those things you listen to on Sunday, then you go back home because you need to belong to a church. Are you out of your Bible? This guy was just come and said, today we are going to look at the laws of Moses. And just like that, power to prosper is coming out. The, when you come to church like this don't take it lightly. Look look at some of the testimonies. Pastor gave a word and I went I was fighting with it I was taking it. That word, that word helps someone give birth. You it's it's not just us coming to church, you know, and us just having fellowship. No. It is God literally putting Do you, do you, are you guys believing what I'm telling you? (laughs) We are messengers. We are not the owners of this message. That's why we stick to the messengers' message. It's in the Bible. That's why we just don't talk. We open it and we say, this is what God taught us, told us to tell you. Luke chapter 16. Um, By now you should have looked for the scripture even you. The scripture for Good. Look at that. Go, go, go up, go up, go up again. Up again. Up. So he was in torments in flames, and he was saying. Then he said, "I beg you, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. Let's go, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to hell and be tormented." Now remember that Abraham was in paradise, right? Together with Lazarus. Now look at this. The Bible says Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let let them hear them. So so, sometimes sometimes you are looking for a certain dimension. It's in a man. That's why I've been teaching on my WhatsApp. You look at Ahithophel. The Bible says, when you left Ahithophel's room, when you came out, you would forget you were talking to Ahithophel. You would think you were getting counselling from God. Mm. Imagine you reach that place mm. where, by the time you are finished talking to this Kayang boy, huh. My when he goes to testify, you will be saying, "God talked to me." Oh, then when he's out, he's like, "Wait, was it God?" Yeah. Mm. Oh, you're stand it. Mm. oh no. I, you can understand. you know what I'm saying. Someone will be saying, uh, I can't remember very well, but I think it was God who was telling me, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you'll be like, I, I understand. I understand. Because you, are, you have literally begun to manifest the fullness of a dimension of God. And that's what we are even in the body of Christ. Ahithophel carried a dimension of God called counsel. Not might. So Samson carried that dimension. So you want Ahithophel to begin pulling things like samson he is not of that spirit what you need to do is find out how you can profit fully from the grace that is on ahithophel if you are his disciple he will not take you to the gym to go and lift things no but if you go under samson he will tell you come let me take you to the gym (laughs) then he will show you how to lift this and lift that then he will tell you now we are going to fast They will show you what to do. But when you are in a ministry, you need to understand what makes them who they are. What makes them prosper the way they prosper. What graces are available as you are following that individual person. You know, I told you that this kind of message, eh? It's not something I'll be preaching every Sunday. Maybe this could be the last time I'm preaching it. So you need to listen to it. And deal with your heart for the rest of the year you this message enters you. <laughs> I love you children of God. You better because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Let's read the last scripture then we are going to pray. No, this is not the last scripture. I have a few more here. But I'm just going to read them. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 3. The Bible reads, Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. Life begins at 40. <laughs> <laughs> they lied to you. Oh, wow. You will start now and you will do great things. Oh, yes. Yeah why not this guy became a king at 16 god gave him favor and he reigned for 52 years why not your children must become getting rich by the time you are they are 20 they should do great things as we are even a bit late at 30 that's when you see kaka do you know do you know what other people experience at 19 the things they've done We need to change our education system. What what has the thorax and abdomen done for you? (laughs) Okay, let me not get there. (laughs) Some of you must own companies by now. But you know what they told us? They told us growing up, you are the future leaders of tomorrow. So they've told you, you are a future leader. First, just the English, future leader tomorrow. (laughs) it's a bit off you know what i'm saying but they've postponed everything so now you are a follower you can't innovate and this is one of the things you must do all of you you must be innovative what what new things have come up in your department that we can say apart from what i said me what i told you this is your these are your roles this is what you should be doing some of you are waiting for me to come and tell you you can also do this Are you telling me there isn't any other way you can develop without me telling you what to do? And one, one reason why people don't develop in their, de, in their, in their, in their departments is because they don't love the ministry. When you begin to love the ministry and when you become passionate about it, ideas will begin to enter you. That's the antidote for moving from being a, a manager to a leader. A, what a leader does, please help her, what a manager does is they manage the system that is already there, but leaders are innovative. They are finding new ways of making it better. So Uzziah was 16 years old when he was king. You, you are in grade 11. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm a king. I'm a king. <laughs> I've promoted you, eh? <laughs> no, as in by 16, maybe you're in grade 10. <laughs> okay, I decree declare you shall be a king in the name of Jesus and not only shall you be a king it will begin showing hallelujah no we refuse to be behind okay look at this i get touched when i read them. Do, do you ever read the bible with your mind some of you read the language thou did that. get a simple version so that when you read you are touched this guy was a king at 16. 16. This guy was a king at 16. No. That's why God is bringing grace for arrears. There are some of you, there are some things that should have happened in your destiny They took long. I told you last week, there's grace for arrears. Whatever you missed out on, there's power that is going to force them to come now. And you are suddenly going to shoot up In the name of Jesus! You will never be behind again. I release the grace to make you catch up. Every area is paid now. I release every area to be paid now. In the name of Jesus, anything that is delayed, I command it to be now. Every area by the power of the Holy Ghost, I command it to be now in the name of Jesus. Every area, every area, focus on yourself focus on yourself focus on yourself don't miss out because you are listening to another person you need your own catch-up you need your own catch-up you should have been married three years ago i command that marriage to come to you now you should your company should have been big should have had five thousand followers 5,000 customers by now. This is the year of the overload. This is the year of the overload. You are not just seeing a cloud as small as a man's fist. The clouds are full of rain. The clouds are full of rain. I command in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together. I command. Areas, areas, areas. Every enemy holding on to your money, holding on to your marriage, let go now. Let fire locate them. Let fire locate them. Let fire locate them. Let fire locate them. In the ground. Let fire locate every attacker of your marriage, every attacker of your business, every attacker of your speed. Some of you should have been employed by now. You should have been a manager. I release fire. Every attack. Speed, 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 speed. I enter your school system. I enter your school system, every disfavor, every delay that the enemy has used, I command you to break every delay in your school system, catch fire, catch fire, every delay in your school system, and every plan to make you delay, it will not work, let there be an overload, let there be an overlord every sickness that comes upon you periodically i break it i break it Hey, something must change now something must shift now something must shift now by now i must have three bank accounts all of them full by now i must be wise every power that steals ideas break Jek 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 jek, rakat jakat 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 jah, rekate kate 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 kate, bakat jakat 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 Ah, I see speed. I see speed. I see speed. I, speed. I put you in the vehicle of speed. I put you in the vehicle of speed. I put you in the vehicle of speed. Begin to run. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Embarazone de la vejea. I put you in the vehicle of speed. Let the power of God arrest any war against you. I lift my sword. In the name of Jesus, I sever. I sever. I sever you. I sever Okay, listen. God is already doing some things. You see, while I was speaking, let me tell you something. The violent manifestations you are seeing now, the ones that were happening whilst I was speaking were more. Do you, do you, do you realize that? <laughs> when I was speaking, what was happening was more than this. Sit down. I need to finish this. Try to sit down. Try to sit down. Just help those that are on the floor. The power of God is still helping them. Just leave them there. Now, imagine you will be reading the Bible like this then this holy anger will come upon you in your room alone imagine the things you'll be able to damage in the kingdom of darkness the things you'll be able to shift for your benefit imagine imagine somebody say imagine Imagine. read your bible pray every day pray every day pray every day read your bible pray every day and you grow grow grow. Now, here's what I want to show you. Here. I saw myself entering your school system. I don't know. There are some people you will never be delayed again. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be school fees. It could be a course that you're not passing. But the Lord is visiting. Is visiting your school to give you favor. To give you favor. To give you favor. The Lord is visiting your school to grant you favor. But some of you need to believe God. Some of you need to believe God for somebody whom you know to experience favor. You can't be here and your brother does not experience the same favor. Something is jumping off and touching them. ya <laughs> Calenda, pin to fiance. It's good to see you. I didn't think you'd come today. Ewa Mushilo. Yesu. Arias, Arias. Whatever has been owed to you. Yashamfumu. Calenda, pin to fiance. Eh, hey, wa mushilo, Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, raise your hands. Listen. Uh, listen. Listen to this. This is interesting. I need to preach. The Bible says Uzziah was 16 years old. Ha! I thought you were supposed to be 40. Some of you have the devil. As ensure that you postpone your financial prosperity to after you get your degree. It's an error. It's an error. Do you know how long seven years is? To finish your medical degree. For you to see prosperity. The devil is a joker. You will prosper. I don't know what's going to happen, but right there in your school, you start touching thousands. Right there in your school, you begin touching thousands. I'm telling you Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I am a pastor of a very rich church. People will come here to look at the wealth of the members. Like a story I heard of a person, a man of God who went to visit somewhere and he was expecting that, you know, the pastor will come pick him up. Then, you know, he noticed last time that the usher was cleaning. He's the one who went to pick him up and he was like, but why did they send an usher? Then afterwards, when they were taking him to lunch, he just saw the people that were bowing down to that guy. He was the CEO of a huge company, but he was an usher in church. Ah, ha, ha. You see, I was looking at I was looking at the press team. Many of them were walking, there was rain, no one to carry them. Ah, I decree and declare your own cars. Your own cars. Your own cars. Receive cars. Receive cars. Receive cars to serve God. Receive cars I release grace for cars I release grace for prosperity. Material prosperity. Let it be. Hey, how many people want material prosperity here? (laughs) In the name of Jesus. Father, I decree and declare for the service to God. At the count of three. One, two, three. Receive 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 financial prosperity material prosperity receive it receive it focus on yourself focus on yourself take it in the name of Jesus Okay, let me finish just this part. Let me finish just this part. Sit down, sit down. I need to... uh, I need to uh, finish. If you can sit, you can take your seat. You, you are the one who started this. I need to preach. Uzziah was 16 years old. We need to go past this scripture. eh? Uzziah was? 16. You, You are slightly above 16. Okay, I promise to finish now. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. Verse 4. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Listen to this. This the part I want you to listen to. It's the part I want you to listen to. Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as he sought guidance from God, God gave him success. So the prosperity of Uzziah can be traced to the presence of a man. Now listen to this. This man, Uzziah, was a king. But he also drank from the priestly anointing. And he combined the prosperity of kingship and priesthood. No wonder he ruled 52 years. That's why I was telling you, the beauty of following a man is you have your own grace. But you also go under another person's grace. So there's double working for you. Ah! Listen, this is why you can't say, this is why you can't say, me, I'll pray from home. You need a pastor, sir. Ma, you need a pastor. You need a church. My good, sir, you do. And there's a reason why God in his wisdom did what he did by giving us shepherds. I mean, I I thought that was a good thing. Huh? Because every person... Please, please. Every person carries an environment. And me, when God was sending me, there's an environment that he put around. There's an environment that he placed around. Every person carries an environment. And that environment does certain things. This is why, listen to me, there are some people you were together in high school. All you should be with them is friends. Don't go, not even friends, associates, acquaintances. All you should share with them is a past. Stop trying to be close to them. You don't know what environment they carry. Somebody was feeling bad saying, oh no, me, I don't have many friends. Leave it. As long as you've got God, you can come to church, you've got fellow believers around you, you are fine. (laughs) you are totally fine. You shouldn't try so hard to have friends. It's not necessary. Because you never know what environment you're going to, to find yourself in. Not everybody who looks small is indeed small. I remember last time when Apostle Mike Oropo came from Nigeria and, you know, God gave us the privilege to, 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 to do media work there and we were televising to the whole world. It was Hope which was showing to Nigeria, everywhere. So whatever Apostle Mike Oropo was putting out, it was what, you know, and I decided during that meeting I'm going to serve. I never even wore a suit. What I used to wear was a jean and I would run up and down. Where's Mono? Mono when I was there, she was protocol, you, you saw how I ran up and down. And I remember one of the days, your chief, I don't think your chief protocol knew me. Just looked at me and he said, ah, this, basically what he said is, uh, this, because they gave me a friend's seat, this seat is for ministers. Eh? So maybe you, you can... <laughs> There's a woman of God who's coming. So maybe you can... And I said, yes, sir, I left. Because I was running up and down. Even when Apostle Michael Roper was looking at me, he acknowledged all the men of God, he looked at me. I didn't look like one. You know that thing for, I acknowledge that one, that one, that one, and all the other wonderful people. (laughs) (laughs) But what I didn't want was even to be acknowledged. That's not what I was looking for. What I wanted was just to serve. Because what I wanted... There's tapping, then there's... Me, I was going to be... Do you know what it means to tap? Then there were men of God who wanted front seats, and I would make sure I (laughs) help. But what I wanted was just to serve, because I knew... I knew something would jump on me by serving, and something did. Or something... I know when I have something in my circle. What I'm saying is not everyone who runs around looking small is really small. I'm by no means trying to say I'm very big, but I'm just saying... You, sometimes because of how you are running around, people may not know your greatness. They may tell you, ah, this seat is for the men of God. You, you can sit at the back. <clears throat> but they don't know what you've done. It's okay. But then you meet these people, they look small, but some of them have done things and they carry environments. Not everyone, you, sh- you should not just be hanging out with everyone anyhow. Look at First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. The Bible reads, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez. You know what Jabez means? It means sorrow maker. It just doesn't mean pain. It means sorrow maker. Trouble causer. Saying because I bore him in pain. It means pain maker. 10, and Jabez called on to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. He just didn't say bless me, which is the part we probably never saw. He asked God to, to help him stop causing pain. He was an honorable man. But if you started playing with Jabez, suddenly you will get like a sickness. Because the Bible is telling, he prayed, I don't want to cause pain anymore. He was a good man, but he had an environment. You would start playing with Jabez, then suddenly you, you would lose your job <laughs> Because you are experiencing a rub-off. You'll be, if, if you are so strong that you are you're not losing anything, there should be some campaign about you by hanging out with Jabez. Suddenly a stone will appear from nowhere and you bump into it just so that you experience a campaign because you are buddies with Jabez. But there's also another man called Joseph. He equally carried an environment. Isn't it interesting that he himself was a slave, but whoever he worked for prospered. He carried an environment. He didn't even know what that environment was capable of doing. Start your own thing, then you will see what's on so you. As long as you are working for someone, you will never know what you are capable of. You just wonder, why is Anakos prospering this much? There is Flavian. But Flavian is afraid to start a Ha! <laughs> First time, he, he went into Potiphar's house. Have you read what happened to Potiphar? The Bible said he suddenly prospered. He went in jail. In jail, they prospered. He went in Egypt as a prime minister. In Egypt, they prospered. I know. How are you? It's so good to see you. How have you been? We need to chat. You know, I've, I've, I was, I was, I was asking God because I'll be turning a year older this year, like everyone. <laughs> now I was looking at the amount of years I'm accumulating in life. I was shaken because I realized I'm no longer. <laughs> I'm no longer very young. You know what I'm saying? So I was just asking God, Lord, make meaning out of my life. I'm not saying there's no meaning, but it can be better. Do you know what I mean? But I'm also talking about you don't just agree for me, even you. (laughs) But then I began to observe my life and I noticed everybody who hung out with me began to prosper. Anybody who who came close to me Everybody will begin, you know, there's this thing I have. Every person I sit down to chat with, they just want to discuss the word of God. Something weird about them begins to happen. It's an atmosphere I carry. We'll sit down before you know it. We are in the Bible. Even I don't know how we get there. Okay, you're saying this man is boasting. If, okay, you also boast about something. What can you boast about? Because we all carry an atmosphere. Tell me your atmosphere. Which one do you carry? There are some people when you just hang around them, you are excited. They just have a spirit of joy around them. My wife is like that. You just, she's... Because I live with her, so I can testify. I'm not just exhorting a woman. It's hard to be upset with my wife. Sometimes I plan at, today I'll be the husband. I find myself laughing. And the husband walks out of the door. <laughs> He's not happy, at oh, this house. I can't even be upset. May you receive a wife like that? <laughs> and if you're already married, all the best. <laughs> the Lord will make it. Uh, possible for uh, miracles to happen. So the point I'm making is Jabez used to cause pain. Imagine. Then he said he noticed it. He had enough spiritual intelligence. He said, Lord, they help me. I can't be here. What environment do you carry? OK, I promise now I'm reading the last scripture. Philippians chapter 1 verse 3, because I need to close this sermon. I don't want a part 3. I want to talk to you about something amazing that the Lord has been talking to me next week. So uh, even I am excited. That's why I want to close off this thing. We'll be looking at the silent hand of God. That one, you'll be missing at honor's risk. Okay, look at this. Philippians 1 verse 3. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for you or with joy. There are some people you are praying for with joy. And some people, it's like the Holy Spirit has to bring to your remembrance. Pray for this one. (laughs) I pray for him. (laughs) (laughs) But I pray with all of you for joy because I love you. Hallelujah. For you have been my partners. Now he says, for you have been my partners. Please don't play. For you have been my partners. That's why you made me sing, because you were playing. The reason I don't like people playing is because I get tempted to begin singing. I have a weakness for singing. So look at this. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time that you heard it until now now you need to be partners with me in spreading the good news okay in so many ways but i want us to look at what he was talking about here he says and i'm certain that god who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when christ returns for some of you the work that god began is to be partners in the gospel and this partnership as we will read is financial Paul is talking about financial partnership here. And you see that financial partnership, you find it is God who began it. So it's possible for God to raise a person just so that they can be financially stable to push the cause of the kingdom. Not necessarily just for themselves. Now look at this. The Bible says, So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me, listen to this, you share with me a special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending the confirmation of the truth. What is he talking about? Give it to me in the KJV. I want you to see something. Even as it is neat for me to think this of you, because I have you in my heart, in as much as both in my bones and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. One of the ways in which you become a partaker of the grace is through partnership. And I told you that this kind of partnership is talking about, it says, is basically saying, I've been bound, I've been imprisoned, you kept helping me. He's saying, for that reason, you became partakers of my grace. Listen, this is where the theme came from. It says, partakers of my grace. It says, you've become partakers of my grace. It's possible to be a part and parcel of whatever grace that was on Paul, if you're a Philippian, by being a partner with him. Let's go on. For God is my record how greatly I long after you or in the bowels of Christ Jesus. I want us to go that's verse what? 8. I want us to to go to verse 15. Give it to me in the NLT. Please sit down. It's it's a last scripture. Look, I've been put this down. Some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. But others preach about Christ with pure motives. Let's go. Okay, no, go to it's Philippians four fifteen. Not jump to verse fifteen. He's talking about the same thing. Four fifteen. Then he says, as you know, you Hophites were the only ones. You Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help. When I brought you the good news and then traveled on to Macedonia, no other church did this. You can imagine how many churches Pope planted. But none of them ever thought or knew that they could actually partner with the man of God financially. All they wanted was to tap, be prayed for. But this side they never knew. You know why? It's not a new thing, it's offensive. Like now, some people may be getting offended. It's not new, it's an old spirit. So I'm not like, oh, you're oh, wow. Paul said, no other church. There's some churches, Paul started, we don't even know about them. He put all of them in one subset. He said, no other church helped me financially except you. To the extent that when he went to another church, he was saying, don't give me anything, I'll work hard. Meanwhile, he was receiving a of money from the Philippians. He says no other church did this. Let's go on. For when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. Imagine. Imagine your man of God is there with you. He has traveled. It's another ministry which is sending him man. You you are just like, oh, that message was powerful. Man of God, sleep well. Eat well. Are you seeing why he called them? They are, the, they, are the, they are the only ones he said in the New Testament, you are partakers of my grace. No other church was taught that by Paul, except the Philippian church. He says, even when I was more than once, I don't say this, now listen to me, which is also my view, eh? I, I don't say this because I want a gift from you, I don't want a or money from you, that's not what I'm saying it. He says, what I want is for you to receive a well-earned reward because of your kindness. Another version says, I want something to come into your account. Meaning every time you give, something comes into your account. But that something is not something physical. It is grace. And grace will not bring the same thing that you gave. Grace will multiply it. Let's go on. Then he says, at the moment I have all I need. Me too. More than I need. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet smelling. Now listen, financial help, financial help, that is given to a man of God. The Bible says it is a what? So when you give, God is not seeing 20 quacha. God is smelling a what? Paul is teaching us something. He's saying your giving has become a sweet-smelling sacrifice to God. So you are giving money, but God is seeing it as a sacrifice. No, look at this. Look at the way God looks at it. Not the way you, you think. Look at the way God looks at it. Or the way your neighbor thinks, or someone who posted something. God is looking at it as a sweet-smelling sacrifice. How many want to take sweet-smelling sacrifices before God? I don't know what you want to take. But also, if you can't bring it here, show me the ladder also. we we'll all climb it, take a sweet-smelling sacrifice in heaven towards God. But Paul is saying, when you sent me the ka'erte teomani, it became a sweet-smelling fragrance to God. Hallelujah. You see why I'm telling you that these are not messages I will be preaching every Sunday. Afterwards, I will go back to saying, you are blessed. But meanwhile, I need to give you this. Wow, he says that is acceptable to God and pleasing, and pleases not me, Him. Every time you bring either your tithe, your first fruit, stop thinking about the pastor, because if you think I have given him the money, you will eat it. That's your reward. Your thoughts, you've received already of your offense. So either you just don't do it, or you grow your faith to the extent that I'm taken to God. And when you do it, it becomes a sweet-smelling fragrance before God. If you don't grow in that dimension of faith, you will struggle to do it, because you'll be seeing it as going to a man. But I know that's not you because you are good learners. Hallelujah. Your favorite scripture now comes. People forget everything on top. They just come here. And this same God who takes care of me, who supplies all your needs, you give me give it to me in the NKJV. People like this, they don't like the top parts, they are not exciting. They just like, and oh my God, who supply all of your needs. Even your teacher never wanted just answers. They also wanted to show your work. What I've given you is show your work. Then I've reached you at the answer. And my God. Now, he didn't say God because he's talking to them about being a partaker of my grace. Now, he's saying my God, meaning he's talking about you guys are actually getting into his personal relationship with God. You have your own and you've seen the results it's giving you and where you're going with it. But sometimes you look at a person and you're like, "Mm -mm, there's something about that guy. I need to get into his dimension of relationship with God. You know, God doesn't relate with everyone the same way. Uh Aha, you catch it. So it means there are some people, the way that God related with Moses is not the way he related with everyone else, Korah and Data. No, they all had a relationship with God. But then there's a place where you enter the, Joshua entered Moses' relationship with God. That's why he was not stoned when he climbed Mount Sinai. Well, everyone was told, don't climb Mount Sinai. If you climb it, you are dead. But Joshua couldn't. Because the same instruction that protected Moses was also what was protecting him from being stricken by lightning because he was partaking of the relationship of Moses with God and not of his own. His own was going to come. And it was going to show him certain results. But a a house like this has grace. And you should make sure as a member of this house, none of you should miss out on the grace. Look at that says, and my God, he didn't say our God, that would have been beautiful, (laughs) but he says, and my God shall supply, this is a blessing, all of your need according to his riches, now it means he was forcing, he had a relationship with God where he would say, God will give you what you need according to his riches in glory, Moses one time made God repent of his anger. There's a relationship he had with him that helped the Israelites. It's the same thing that Paul is doing. Where he brings God and tells him, supply their needs according to your riches and glory. Not everyone can do that. You drag God and you say, Come. Supply that. To be able to drag God, it means there's a relationship you grew with him. He first trained you, seven steps to dragging me. Step one took five years, step two takes one month, step three takes ten years, step four. So by the time another person has to drag God, it may take them long. So all they have to do is get into your relationship with God. The same way that flying an aeroplane does not mean you have to go to aviation school. Someone went there for five years. All you need to do is climb in their plane, then you fly the same way, fly the same route. The Bible says by a prophet they were delivered, they were saved. People, there are graces that God has released here and I will tell you this because I'm done. Some of them, I look at them and I'm like, this is not my passion, but I know God brought it so that some of you may begin to walk in them because they are your passions. You see, because a man of God like me, we are like doors. Have you seen that door there? That door can bring you to this altar itself will never come here, that door. A door can stand in one post and show you where the dining is with food. Don't say, ah, that door is always hungry. Just pass through it, you'll see what will happen to you. My, my own spiritual father did, does not necessarily have a ministry of his own. What all God told me is follow that man. And what God told me was because a man of God is like a ground. The ground may not have the tree you want, but if you plant the seed for the tree you want, the ground will suddenly give you the tree it never had. If you believe that this is the man of God God gave me, you now realize that even the things he doesn't have, you can have and even greater. Remember, I told you during the night of Thanksgiving, God told me that whoever does what you do will be twice as blessed. Meanwhile, me, I'm still, I'm still working on my... There are things I want to see. But you, you are designed to be twice as blessed. Do you know that Elijah was hungry? With all the anointing, Elijah was hungry. He needed a widow. Why didn't he just stain food right there? You don't know how the anointing operates. What... A man of God does is, the anointing that is on him, he can cause you to prosper, but don't forget him. He himself may not even be able to do the things that after he prays for you, you'll be able to do. Why didn't Elijah just go somewhere and touch stone, turn it into bread? He had to look for a poor widow, then minister the anointing to her, then ate from what she was able to provide. Why didn't he provide for himself Sometimes God does such things so that we can both be humble. It means you need something from me, but you don't forget me. I'm not teaching you to bring things, by the way. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm well supplied. This church takes very good care of me, by the way. Okay? But I'm teaching you what makes you a partaker of grace. Never be ignorant in this area. Never be. Huh? You may never hear this sermon again. Let's stand.